Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Tonight on Hometown Ghost Stories, myself, Dave, and Jesse are going to talk about the movie Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, which is a fever dream of somebody that was like, hey, what if we just showed the entire first movie and then added like 15 minutes to it? Right now, here, live. Welcome in, everybody, to this holiday-themed Christmas edition of Hometown Ghost Stories Horror Movie Reviews, where we are covering... Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. And if you listen to the cold open, you might be like, why didn't you guys do Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 1? We're going to get to it. But before we do that, as always, I am joined by Dave Wilkins. Happy holidays, everybody. And Jesse Wilkins. I wonder if MX working. It, it is. is. Hey, <laughs> I forgot to check my settings. It's working. Yes, we can hear your voice. So. We're going to talk about this movie, but before we do, as always, as is tradition, as is a holiday tradition, Dave, synopsis Christmas for yes. us, please. The now adult Ricky talks to a psychiatrist about how he became a murderer after his brother Billy died, which leads back to Mother Superior. So the original movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night, came out in 1984. And it was almost immediately pulled out of the theaters because it was so people found it so offensive and so horrible for whatever reason, because this wasn't the most disturbing movie I've seen. And there were other movies that came out before it that were far more disturbing. Like I think the original I Spit on Your Grave was before this. Uh, what's that other Wes Craven movie there? The Last House on the Left came out. I think that was probably more disturbing than this. Cannibal Holocaust was more disturbing than this. But for whatever reason, this movie created such an outroar, or, or not this movie, but the original movie created such an uproar that they had to pull it from the theaters. And I think Santa, that's- dude. That's why it was Santa doing everything. Maybe, maybe, yeah. That's, that's exactly point. what it is. But I think that's kind of why they did the second one like this. That's why they, they kind of re-released the first one and then added- to the added to it to make a second one because they feel they felt like they were robbed that first time and we had um just well, a- i think that's a, a great point so since we're on this topic i'm just gonna jump right yeah. into it one, one of the one of the reasons that this movie came to be is because originally the studio or something wanted the writer and director to just add a few scenes to the original movie and have it be a fever dream of an inmate at a prison lying and the director and writer started talking about it and what it became of that prisoner turned into this Ricky story. Now, okay. We're, we're, we're adding, but you, all right. So let's just do this because <laughs> there's so much to talk about with this movie, but there is a reason um, why there is a reason why this movie is being done and we didn't do silent night, deadly night part one, because all of silent night, deadly night part one is in this movie. 
like almost the entire thing. So much so that the entire cast of the first movie is in the credits of part two. Bonkers. It's not even like they they reprise their roles. It's just because they show all that footage from part one. It was so, the whole it was the whole movie. So it, it was funny because when Rob said we're going to review the second one, I hadn't seen either of them. So I was like, well, I'm not going to watch the second one without watching the first one. So I sent you guys a message when I was like halfway through the first one. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just knocking out the first one and then I'll, I'll watch the second one. Rob's like, oh, you don't have to. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, no, don't bother. I'm like, well, I'd like to see the first one if I'm going to watch the second one. I don't care if it's a bad movie or if the second one has nothing to do with it. We're probably going to reference it at some point. And then I finished the first one. I was like, eh, not, not the worst movie. It wasn't great, but I'm glad I watched it until I watched the second movie. <laughs> and then I watched just watching the first movie again. You see this in a, in a few, a few movies in this era where not to this extent, obviously, but they'll recap what happened in the first movie mm-hmm. for maybe a minute, maybe two. Yeah, sure. I was 42 minutes into this movie <laughs> And it was still the first movie. And I just, I, I messaged you guys. I'm like, now I get it. Like, this is, <laughs> this is just lazy at this point. It's just the first movie again with some added commentary and then a bad twist. And <laughs> it was just, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so starting off, off the bat, that's not a good start for this movie. Number two, the acting was so bad in so this bad. movie. So, so bad. So bad. Amazing. Eric Freeman was the was the main character who played Ricky and delivered what might be the worst acting performance of all time. <laughs> if he made that claim and I watched this performance, I wouldn't argue it. I'd be like, yeah, maybe. Might be. Might actually be the worst. What's interesting about this movie, and I think the reason that they remade it was the original budget was a quarter million dollars, two hundred fifty thousand. It was only in the but it was only in theaters for less than a week before they, they pulled it out and it was banned and they made over two and a half million on it uh, and just in that that one week. So for that time, that was a, was a pretty big su- success given the budget that they had. So I think that's why they wanted to really give it a, a, a round to go at it. Oh, well, did, did. did they ever give it a round to go oh, at they it? They did. <laughs> was it a round two or was it a round one point? which is ironically probably my score in this movie but this was like not really a round two you gotta actually have a second round here to do that but this was rough this man this movie was so bad it was fun though like like i think it's it was tougher for you jesse because you did watch the first movie and then you watched this so it's like you just back to backed it like it just had to watch the same thing for the most part completely over but if you separate them and just watch part two and don't want either watch part two and don't watch part one or put enough distance between yourself with part one and part two. This movie's really bad, but it's, I, I personally find it fun, bad. There's bad, bad movies and there's fun, bad. I had fun watching this movie. It's, it's not good. I'm not going to sit there and tell you it's good, but I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a quick correction. So when I said that the budget was 250,000 and they made 2.5 million, the first week that was the first movie yeah this one they had the same budget of two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and they made 154 000 in the box office so this movie <laughs> did not do well this movie bombed in the box office i wonder why well it's funny because it must have just been word of mouth right because 
you 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 think people are going to come out and see the second one if the first one did so well, but they wouldn't know the second one was a complete rip off, not a rip off, but a complete you know they mailed it in. They wouldn't know that until they went in and actually saw it and had already purchased the tickets. So you so unless like it got around fast or unless unless the uh the advertising the, unless the trailers for it were like just it's the first movie over again just a little different then that yeah has something to do with it but yeah this bombed and rightly so papa squatch has a great comment he says the second movie had a budget of 500 dollars plus the two dollar and 99 blockbuster rental of the first one yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty accurate Which they, also, true. they also forgot to rewind it you know what was the funniest part of them adding the first movie into the second movie? Is you would think that they would just do highlights. And like Jesse said, he was 42 minutes in before they stopped showing the first movie. <laughs> it wasn't just highlights. There was like establishing shots that they were showing from the, from the first movie. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like just, just show us like quick highlights of the, of the kills or of like Billy being upset. The first movie's not great. It's not terrible. Um, I think there's a somewhat interesting premise in there. I, I mean, is it executed perfectly? Probably not. But I do find the like triggering of Billy of people being like, quote unquote, naughty. Like, I think that makes sense. The triggering of, oh my God, what's the character's name in the second movie? What's the main character's name? Uh, Eric. Oh, no, Ricky. Eric is Ricky, the actor. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Is Ricky. Is yeah. Ricky is triggered by the color red. And it's just like, you're going to see red every minute of your life for the most part. There's so many red things out there. This dude should be triggered 24-7. And he's just not. It's just like, it was kind of dumb uh, in relation to that as opposed to the Billy yeah, one. That man near the tomatoes. Right, right. He's a cook. He comes out of a, a restaurant and and he should be um he should be seeing should all be these triggered by everything <laughs> yeah everything right so that that twist is so stupid but the movie i had fun you guys didn't it was have fun, fun. There were, no this was this was fun there were a couple of scenes that were just they were so bad but it was cracking me up um one of them where he's sitting there he's talking to the psychiatrist Mm-hmm. And it's just, it just shows the psychiatrist and he asked the question. I forget what the question was, but it pans over and Ricky's just right next to his face like this. <laughs> <laughs> and he delivers some cheesy line and it, I burst out laughing because <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be serious, but it was so comical. It's like, it's like watching like a Steven Seagal movie. If Steven Seagal was an even worse actor than he actually is. <laughs> oh my God. I, you have no idea how many, how much I want to watch all the Steven Seagal movies and review them. Uh, we were watching that great Steven Seagal scene the other day, Dave, mm. when Jesse, have you seen that, that the, I mean, there's so many good Steven Seagal scenes, but he's, he, I think it was a hard, hard to kill Dave. Is yeah, that the movie? Care, yep. He's sitting there and he's like racking his brain, trying to figure out who shot him and put him in a coma. And it ends up being the Senator. And there's like an ad where it's like, um, his, this, the Senator's catchphrase is, and you can take that to the bank. And it just keeps replaying in his head over and over. And then Steven Seagal gets all serious and he goes, I'm going to take you to the blood bank. I mean, shit, I just blew the line. I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator. I'm going to take you to the blood bank. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the greatest scenes of all time. No, I've just been stuck on the Steven Seagal clips of him like fighting against... Uh, yeah. like, like real clips of real quote unquote clips of him fighting against like karate 
yeah. schools or whatever and like so good so low effort just oh, and yeah. like dudes are doing cartwheels and it's just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous there's so many of those videos out there of like these like karate masters who that are if you whatever. just go to any social media and just type in hashtag fake karate they all pop up it's hilarious oh, yeah. it's so good it's so good uh one thing that amused me was this scene in the movie this was the um the drawing that the kid made, I believe this was in the second one or the first one, because it could have just been a recap of it. But for people watching on YouTube, I will pull up the drawing here because this was uh, this was pretty bad. <laughs> oh, it's on the first movie, <laughs> but also in the second movie. I'm literally on photos yeah. from the second movie because it was recapping from the first movie. But right. Clearly drawn by an adult, but just, yeah, nothing alarming, <laughs> nothing to see there. Nothing to see there. Really good shading on that on that reindeer over there. They did a good job on mm -hmm. that. Yep. Um, I I have so many I had so much fun watching this movie the umbrella death in this movie was so much fun and before we even get to the umbrella death he's eight, supposedly 18 in that scene I don't know if you guys if this made you guys laugh as much as it made me laugh he starts recapping his childhood after he gets adopted and stuff like that they make one big mess up right away when his adopted father dies and he goes after my stepfather died. It's like, that's not, that's not your stepfather. That is your father. Cause he adopted you. Stepfather right. is a yeah. whole different thing. Correct. So after they make that mistake, they show a teenage Ricky who was a different actor at like 14, 15, 16 years old. So you should just have the guy that's been playing Ricky as an adult play the teenage teenage guy right maybe throw like a big shirt on him or something make a because he this dude's jacked we, we gotta give it to him he's like this dude is he's in phenomenal shape yeah he's in great shape but like hide the muscles or something make him look younger as a 16 year old and then after that scene they cut to him at 18 years old and he's just the different actor now yeah after two years it was just so silly i was dying it just it killed me yeah this whole movie was nonsense and it was it was fun though. So we we bash movies. There's there's like three tiers of movies that we review here, maybe mm. four, right? There's the bad bad movies that just piss us off, and you can tell when we review them because we're just in a bad mood and angry when we review them. <laughs> yeah. Then there's the fun bad movies like this one where they're awful. This was a such a stupid movie and such <laughs> bad acting and so poorly done, but it was fun because yeah. it was it's just fun 1980s nonsense and this movie fits right into the 1980s like they just with the cheesy yeah. one-liners and everything and then obviously there's the tier of movies that we like and then everything in between that we disagree on but this is definitely the the really bad but really fun because it's unintentionally bad they were trying he, to make you think you read for this role at all or you think they're just like hey you'll do <laughs> oh yeah i don't yeah right like who were the ones that didn't make the cut if they were auditioning right <laughs> i want to see, see those like you look at that and it's like, I don't care what the context is. This could have been out of the best movie scene, the most well-written thing ever. And I look at this and I say, this is not going to be a good actor. That's exactly what I say. Look at his sweater. I don't like this. This is right after he delivers one of the greatest lines in cinema history. Trash day. Garbage day. Uh, nothing will top i mean that line is so iconic at this point for bad horror movies mm -hmm. it, it's as i watched it because I, I, i've seen that scene a million times right i just it'll pop up wherever and i'll just watch it because it's just so nonsensical 
So I, I mean, every time it pops up, I watch it. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, that line was definitely improved, right? And we've filmed some stuff where like we improv lines and we're like, this is the worst thing of all time. Or like, but we're leaving it because it's so bad that it's good. And I wonder if that was the thought process behind leaving it or if they were just like, no, this is great. This is exactly what we were looking for because we would know. It had to be improv. I mean, that somebody would have had to have written that in the script, which is just like, what are you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) How did you get there? Why did you add that? But then again, they added that scene where he just walks up and he shoots the guy taking out the trash for no reason. Sure. Why? Well, he's going (laughs) on his rampage. Yeah, because he saw a red Mustang, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> even even wrote it down. It said red car, red yeah. car. <laughs> punish, punish. <laughs> Every line in this movie was just so bad. Every time he opened his mouth, it was a nightmare. It was just <laughs> worst. It was just every single word that came out of his mouth was so forced. And so it just labored (laughs) like nothing flowed. There was no flow with any, any, and not all of the characters were like that. Some of the, like the, the uh, psychiatrist guy was fine. He, there's nothing wrong with his acting. I didn't think, I mean, maybe, maybe like contrasted to the worst acting performance of all time. Maybe it just didn't seem that bad, but I didn't think anything looks good at that point. Yeah. yeah. None of the other actors seemed that bad. So it just, it's, it's not, it just, where did this come from? <laughs> well, some of the psychiatrist lines made no sense. When Ricky starts questioning him in the beginning, he's like, and where's your wife? He's like, she passed away a number of years ago. And it's none of your business. Like you're a psychiatrist. You should know not to take the bait on this. Right. So yeah, true. Well, that's more of a writing issue than a, uh, than an acting issue. Right. Right. I mean, but I'm saying like, whereas none of the other characters were, were that bad at acting. You knew right away this what this movie was going to be because they're they're getting in there and they do a forty five minute staring contest between Ricky and the orderly, just staring at each other. And one of the best parts of the movie is when he like yells and the orderly comes, like flying back into the room, and the, they do the forty five minute stare down again before the psychiatrist is like. I said, don't come in here unless I call you. It's like, oh. why did you wait five minutes to say that? He's I must have been confused. The guy. I must have confused that 45 minute stare down with the 45 minute stare down I had with the first movie. Again, <laughs> this movie. the first movie. I mean, I think this, the second movie had some good kills too. Cause I guess it's from the first movie. So they're in both movies, but, but I think the first movie actually had a couple kills that I really did enjoy in it. Um, the deer antler kill is fun. That was a good one. Yeah, it's a different one. My favorite one though is the sled. That's such a good kill. He's the the kid sledding down the hill, and he just jumps out of nowhere. Billy jumps out of nowhere with the axe, and the kid just starts screaming, and then you just see the head toppling down the hill to his friends. It's a pretty yeah, that good. Wasn't bad at all. I like it. A pretty awesome kill. I mean, all things considered, there's. If you're looking for like best kills in a in a horror movie, I would I'd throw something like that up there against some other stuff, you know. I, I mean, would it be number one? No, but it was uh it was a really fun one. The first one was watchable. The second one was watchable because it was also the first one, but it was 
It was it was fun. It was bad fun, but it was fun. Uh, Puppet Squatch asked, "Do you think they completely reshot the movie exactly shot for shot as the first for the second? No, but they clearly there were some scenes in the second one that weren't in the first one that they were that were in the recap. So it was they either reshot some of them or used some extended or deleted scenes in the second one because there's some different angles and some added scenes." as if they needed to show more of the first movie, but they did. And it was, there, there was some extra stuff in there. And then there was also, um, it, yeah, that, that, that was pretty much, okay. Dave, Dave brings up a good point. We should be using our Christmas theme here. There it is. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> Look at how festive we are. We can only use our killer snowmen and, you know, <laughs> only so long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every so often. Yeah. Um, God, where was I about to go with this? There's so many other places. Let's talk about some of the kills from the second one, other than just the garbage day shooting, which is, you know, clearly iconic. The umbrella kill? Yeah, we talked about this one. Yeah, but it was, but we didn't like really get into it. That was, I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm in. So he just takes the umbrella, stabs it through this guy in the alley, and then just opens it for no reason. Yeah. And then yeah. it's just like kind of just in case it rains. But it did rain right away, right after he, right after he opened the umbrella, it started raining, which was amazing. And it then was. he just goes back to work. And the cops didn't come question the guy that came out of didn't come question anyone at the restaurant of the alley that the guy got killed in. This kind of supports what you were saying on the last movie review, Rob, where a slasher doesn't have to be good as long as the kills are decent. Right. And I think this is a pretty good example of that. If you take, if you had bad kills in this or stupid kills, or even like 1978 Halloween kills in this, it's going to be oh, it's just a complete, like shut this movie off. There's nothing, there's nothing here. Like the movie sucks. Otherwise the one-liners were funny unintentionally, but this is an, a good example of a movie where it's a slasher and good kill scenes can kind of carry it. Yeah, the only. They, I'm uh, sorry. Do you, do you think they shot the second movie, and then looked at it, and then they after cleaning it up and editing it, they're like, "Oh no, it's 14 minutes long." <laughs> <laughs> Add in as or, much of the first movie as possible. Or what if they shot the? What if they shot a 90 minute second movie, and they were like, "There's way too much, Ricky. <laughs> this is way too much. We got to break this up. Just add the first movie back in." <laughs> this is why you got to let more people read for the main role. Yeah. <laughs> don't just pick that guy because of his sweater. I looked at his IMDb, and it was really interesting because he he like did a few things in the '80s, and then didn't do anything else for like 20 years, and then started getting work again. What's he done was, recently? It was just like, I mean, nothing major. He doesn't, he does like one-offs. It looks like on some TV shows. Yeah. He was in an episode of Bull. Never seen that. He was in a, uh, a Husband for Christmas in 2016. He was actually in, in Living Color for two Yeah, episodes. I saw that, which was weird. Yep. But I mean, that's, so basically he came back in 2016, did three I mean, he did two random things and then one interview, which he gets credited on for. It might be his own show. It says Ricky, right? It's like some sort of like I think it's like a follow up to the to this movie, okay, or something. So there's there's what four or five Silent Night in it. Yeah, I think there's five. I think five might include a remake. I didn't. I haven't watched anything past this one, as of now. Me neither. 
Because I don't know where you go from this. Yeah. Because this is just into obscurity, which is basically what he did for 20 well, years. Well, we're talking about the movie franchise now. Like, oh. what, do you, what do you do after this second movie? Like, I just don't know where you go with it. I do think you're right, Dave. There was a remake at some point. I think 2012, maybe. I think I did see that, but I don't really remember it. I, I have a vague memory that they redid the sledding scene, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I could be making that up off off my head right now, too, which is great when we're doing the live show and can't yep. edit this. Got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the other kills when he's running the guy over when he's teenage Ricky. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the girl thanking him for helping her. One thing I will say about this franchise, the one thing that I do not enjoy with it, there's just there's too much sexual assault to the point that it's like, is this like a fetish for the writer or director or something? Because come on, we don't. I mean, I already don't like it in movies to begin with. No, it's always uncomfortable. But that was kind of the theme of the early 80s. That's what was getting people talking after Wes Craven started doing it and the, the movies started getting a lot of buzz, a lot of negative buzz. But I think that was what was getting the horror director's clout in that. It's, yeah. It, well, it's not even that he's just that it's in the movie. It's that the main character keeps coming across it going right. on. And right. he's like, Oh, another sexual assault. I must step in and go overboard. And then and kill the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah. So it's never a comfortable thing to watch in any movie, but yeah, I think I think it was just, I think he's, the, he, the character's just coming across it too often is is unlikely. And, and I think that's something that could have played, a, they could have played with a little bit better with Billy in the first one, is if he was coming across people, if he was just killing people that were being like naughty, which Billy sort of was to an extent, like his own set of naughty don't really know where the sledding maybe they were trespassing or something was was naughty but if they had the killer santa claus just just taking out people that are naughty sort of like an anti-hero type like deal dexter. yeah sort of like dexter um that could be a fun premise ricky's not like that at all right ricky is just murking everybody that he can murk right the dumbest scene in this movie. Well, before we get off this, because we're, we're talking about it, but what I think what sets this movie apart mm-hmm. as far as the the sexual assault stuff that they put in it and what sets this apart from like Wes Craven stuff is that like Last House on the Left and I Spit on Your Grave, that was what the movie was about. And they were dark movies and they were meant to disturb you. This mm-hmm. was a silly Santa Claus killer movie. And it felt like they just threw that in there. And it was very sloppy and very distasteful yeah for this movie it's like you can't be both you can't be a wacky silly santa slasher about sexual assault that's just weird yeah i think i think the point you originally brought up where it kind of felt like they were adding it in just to do what the other movies were doing makes it feel a little forced yeah yeah i agree with that all right let's get into the the worst scene in this and in the second movie second part two of movie two how do you even categorize it? So, I don't even know what you're trying to <laughs> You know, but like with Ricky, he's in the movie theater gotcha. and they got the, the guy in the back that won't stop talking. <laughs> right. And then he eventually goes and kills the guy in the back and then just sits down and watches the rest of the movie. What we, and never question. That was such a silly scene. And you knew it was good. You knew where it was going to. 
as soon yeah. as this overly animated bully in the back <laughs> back of the movie theater starts chirping, you know, like, oh, here we go. That was the that was the dumbest scene. Yeah, his like legs, his legs fly up in the air like a cartoon, like he's getting beat up in a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least they totally make up for it when he goes on his rampage and the ex-boyfriend shows up in his red Mustang and Billy fries his face with a battery in front of his ex, which was, was awesome. Great, I like that kill. That was really good. Yeah. Then he just starts this insane rampage and goes nuts. And uh, I enjoyed the rest of the movie after that. That as was bad fun. as it was. Yeah. It was it was sloppy and stupid and hilarious and a great time. Yeah. Jesse, do you have any favorite kills from this movie or the first movie or both or the same? I movie? mean, Umbrella Kill takes the cake. The battery kill was fun. And then first movie, definitely the antlers kill. I thought it could have been a little bit better. I mean, like, I understand it was a long time ago, but if they had not switched to the shadow and shown, shown to go through with the shadow, if they had just like stuck with it, it could have been a really gory scene because it was very slow. It was actually kind of believable where you see her kind of like flailing and struggling through the air and he's kind of struggling to get her up there and then, you know, use the antlers to impale her. It was actually a pretty good, pretty cool. Yeah. You have. So to go back to that scene, so cool that they were able to show it again. (laughs) Do you have this really intense scene happening between Billy and that girl? And like the actress is pretty good in that scene. And then the boyfriend comes upstairs and he has no reaction. Like he has very limited reaction. He gets on the phone He's like, yeah, nine one one. I just need some help over here. My girlfriend's hanging on some. Like he just is so monotoned and has no expression at all. And then when Billy shows up, he's just like, oh no, I gotta. <laughs> yeah, I thought Santa Claus. Up until that phone call, I thought he was a decent actor, but in that scene, like she is screaming and being thrown around the room, and they try to play it off that he had some music playing while all that was going on, which is why he didn't re- respond quicker. It doesn't matter how loud that music is. You're <laughs> hearing that commotion and you are coming to yeah. find out what the hell is going on. So a little unrealistic there, but that's okay. Um, that antler, that antler kill has been redone in other movies since then too. I've seen that a few times. So I don't know if it's been done before this, but, mm. but I've seen it a, a few times in different movies. So obviously it inspired some filmmakers since then. So I th- I think the way to do if you want to like recap part one like with some length to it the movie that set the standard for this that did this the best in my opinion and we've covered it is Evil Dead Two where you know we uh, we know why they did that because they didn't have the rights to the first movie they couldn't really recap it Sam Raimi said you know, I'm just going to do it kind of the way I wanted to do it in the first place. Right. And I'm going to, he makes it a little different, but you're still recapping the first movie. And it, then it kind of goes into this whole other thing. Yeah. But they didn't, but they remade it. They didn't just do the second. Yeah. That's the point I'm making. It's like, that's the way to do it. it. It was, it was enjoyable. It gave you all new content while still showing elements from what happened in the first one. And I think it would have been interesting to do that with this movie especially if you were showing it more from Ricky's perspective of what was going on, Mm -hmm. you know, and and just giving it a little bit different of a lens. And I think that could have even been the way to make Billy more the hero, right? Because he clearly idolizes his brother. Right. So you could have shown it from a lens of like, Billy was, wasn't wrong. And that's what they tried to play. He's like, Ricky's like, Billy wasn't, wasn't 
the naughty one. It was these other people that were. And I think you could have played that up a little bit more. Obviously, they didn't have the budget to do that. Right. They had the same budget they had in the first one. So that was going to be my question. Did Evil Dead 2 have a bigger budget than Evil Dead 1? I believe it did. So that could have been why they remade it. And this movie had the same budget as the first one. So they like, definitely Evil Dead 2 definitely had a bigger budget than Evil Dead yeah. 1. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that might be why they might have been a, a financial constraint. Well, they also didn't have access to the first movie. Right. The first movie was oh, owned yeah, by they didn't a have different. An option, yeah. Yeah, they, they were from a different studio. So this one they definitely had all <laughs> the access they wanted for this. Imagine <laughs> if they didn't, they did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they just stole. <laughs> They shouldn't have called it Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. They should have just called it also Silent Night, Deadly Night. That should have been the name of the movie. Yeah. Is Anyways, there... Let's hop into some ratings here because, Rob, your internet is freezing up. Uh, so great. let's hop back into it. I know you probably have some fresh telephone poles outside, so I understand that <laughs> might take some adjusting here. Uh, Dave, what do you give this thing? Uh, I got this at a 2.3. All right, that's fair. I'm gonna uh, give it. Yeah, go I'm gonna give it a, a two five, which is high. I, I understand that's high, but I think it's fun. Like I, I'm just giving it a two five because I think it's a fun movie. Mm. It's '80s. Like you gotta, yeah, kind of gotta take it with a grain of salt. Like I think that wasn't. I think that's always gonna like increase my score if it's like an '80s slasher that's halfway fun. Right. But also some of the best horror movies came out of the 80s. True. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. We're going to find that out next week. We are going to find that out next week. Uh, it's a 2.2 for me. I mean, it it was it was fun. It was much more watchable than some of the other movies that we've reviewed, but it was also just the first movie for the most part. But oh, it's, it's very, very bad acting, but I had a good time. I wouldn't be opposed. I, I'd probably watch it again because it was kind of, it was quite silly. Very silly. Yeah. Mm. So are you are you guys interested in watching parts three, four, or five now be, after this one? No, because I think they're going to be way worse. Right. Because my because my concern, I haven't seen them, and I don't even know what they. My guess is that after this one, it it becomes self aware. That's what I was going to say. And then they're trying to lean into what part two was, and anytime you do that, it just doesn't work. Like Tommy was oh with the room. Right. Anytime he did something afterwards, he, he became self-aware and just wasn't the same thing. So I, I worry that, and, and I could be wrong, but that would be my assumption. You could be wrong. We're being unfair. But we that's, are being I, I actually assumed, I assumed the same thing. And I actually don't think that this one was self-aware after the first one because the the crowd reaction of the first one was Agreed. horror. They were like, oh my God, we're shocked. Ban this movie. So they're like, they're making a new movie that was banned. So I think they thought that they were badass. I think I'm going to watch the third one soon just because I feel like the, to your point, Dave, we're being super unfair. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I do curiosity. I just want to see where it goes. Yeah. I think I'm going to watch it. I think I'm going to try mm. to see where they went with it. Next yeah. discord movie power. We do should be that. Oh yeah. We should do one. Oh, we, should, yeah, we haven't done one of those in a while. Speaking mm. of discord, let's thank our patrons real quick. We have Allison V and Lou. We have Blazora, the ghost that haunts the discord chat. We have Kate and Steve M. We have Dakota G. We have Dave D. We have Donnie N. Glitter. Tease Cammy from Washington. Jeannie R. Jennifer P. Joseph S. Lisa J. Mallory K. Mom and Pops W. We have Nick, Robert H. Demon King and Inspires Gaming. Thank you guys for being VIPs. Also, if we missed you on 
Tuesday. I know the list was a bit longer than usual, but I'm also seeing some names that weren't there. Last week, the the Discord list was all screwed up. Patreon so we had a bunch of... I'm sorry. Yeah, the Patreon list is all screwed up. And um, I seem to have fixed it here. So we should be good. For the Warren's Words, we have Ambie Rose, Kath Q, Chris Connolly, LBPS founder, next HTGS guest. We have Dave's tiny porcelain hands with unseen doll lips. DC, we have don't fucking stop holding, Steph A. <laughs> Elizabeth Y, Eugene M. I figured out what, what that was. Like, yeah, when I first yeah, read that, I, I was like, too. what are you talking about? It's Rob holding my headphones, of course. <laughs> Actually, there's a new YouTube emote of that exact scene, I think, thanks to Papa Squatch, who cropped that picture and that freeze frame. So for those of you not members on YouTube, $1 a month will get you to be a member on YouTube. Continuing with the Warren's words, we have Elizabeth Young, Eugene M. Geography is hard. We have Lily. We have Hallelujah. Holy shit, where's the Tylenol? We have I Hate Rob, Jake V, Janice G, Jeanette Masturbation bacon. We have Mike. Jesse needs haunted prosthetics. Blake. We have nefarious Chad Poles. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. We have Papa Squatch. We have Rachel B. Sarah Cook. We have Stitch Kitten. We have the monstrous frog. The other Rachel B. Wahini Pirate. We have Aaron A. Al Capone. We're now into the Ghost Pirate Mafia, by the way. So Aaron A. Al Capone. Alicia E. Allie. We have Anthony. The Sideways Walking Crabite. T. Arcade Hunters. Ashley M. We also have Brandon W. Kobe, Crystal Quinn, Dark Snark, Dave versus 100 Alpha Frogs, Ghost Stories of the Paranormal Podcast. We have Hold My Head, Rob, Don't Let Go, says Jesse in the Dark Room. <laughs> Hoop of the Hell, Hound, Huggy Bear, Joe Art, Julie S. Ke- uh, Kelly C., Kira Lee J., Lacey. We have Mark Twain in the Haunted Guape. Oh, a Guape. A Guape. <laughs> a Haunted Guape. That's going to be a Patreon name next week. All right, we have Mark. Uh, I'm sorry. We have Megan S. We have Mina H. Morgan S. Mariah M. We have Nightbot has become sentient. Give Nightbot your souls. If, oh, look, Rob got his neck back from the ghost. <laughs> That's a happy ending to that story. We have one of Rob's, one of Ghost Rob's yeeted orphans. We have Uchiwala, Uchiwala Bang Bang, the dick king of the crabites. Paul from St. Louis Pork. Reed M. We have Rob holds Jesse's head. In his porcelain doll arms. <laughs> we have Rob's allegedly poorly orchestrated snake orgy gave me poisonous crabs. We have Sam from Nepal, Shannon Case, Sharon V, Solar Flare, stuffing my clown car full of lost souls. We have Thick Boy Freddy allegedly poorly finding out what them hand what them cursed hands do, though just no butt stuff. Tina and Wayne C. Thank you guys. So um that was great. Uh new patrons, uh Beth C, geography is hard is not new i'm sorry that one is uh is not and then uh reed is is in there as a new one as well as lacy thank you lacy and david d thank you so much we had a lot of new uh a lot of new patreons this week shannon's a new one chris is a new one kate and steve ally thank you guys for being patreon members so mm. anyways that'll pretty much do it three dollars a month to get you on patreon and it'll unlock ad free episodes and lots of other kind of good the stuff people, the people want to know what item we won Mm-hmm. we won the porcelain hands <laughs> so we See placed bids hands? we placed bids on lots of items and of course we ended up with some fucking doll arms so oh, yeah. they should be here i think tomorrow actually so yeah oh, those doll arms would be perfect for a lobster dance oh they would be they would mm-hmm. be but no we have to use them to go find hunt that guy down who's been ripping apart haunted hotel rooms and stab him with both <laughs> at the same time in his eyeballs allegedly allegedly yeah, okay. Allegedly. That's our plan. That's our plan. Anyways, Merry Christmas to everybody who celebrates Christmas. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this Friday night. I know you guys have lots of presents to wrap. Presents. Presents. (laughs) Presents. Presents. So I'm excited for 
Christmas. I hope you are as well. We will be back on Tuesday with a live episode. So this Tuesday, what we're going to do is another chat GPT discord prompt or chat live prompted. Yes. Yeah, you pick the prompts. We'll make, we'll have the computer really make the ghost story. It's going to be this. amazing. This is actually, it was actually a lot of fun last this time. This is one of my favorite, one of my favorites. Yeah. And if you, ridiculous. if you want to contribute to this show, which you can do is you can go hop in the discord. We have a channel strictly dedicated to chat GPT prompts. Jesse's going to take your suggestions, put them on a wheel and we're going to spin it and we're going to spin it three times or spin three different wheels, get three different prompts right into the thing. And then we're going to come up with a crazy ghost story. Maybe it'll be funny. Maybe it'll be scary. You never know which one it's going to be. And you're going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. Dave's probably going to enjoy it. Jesse's probably, you know. Well, the problem is I'm going to be on the wheel. And I'm not going to enjoy it. The level of dedication I have <laughs> to these chat GPT prompts. I'm excited for it. It's going to be fun. So that will be the day after Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everybody. Dave, you're going to say something. I see your hand doing stuff. Yep. yep. And then the following week, we are doing listener submitted ghost stories. So if you have a ghost story that you want told on the show, email it to us hometownghoststories at gmail.com. Send it on Discord. Uh, message us on Instagram your ghost stories. Let us know that we have your permission to tell it and let us know if you want us to say your name or submit it anonymously and we'll read it on that show. Absolutely. So that'll be fun. Yes. So uh, happy holidays to you and your family. Make sure you be safe. Drive safely. Don't do anything stupid. So we can see you guys on Tuesday for another live episode of Hometown Ghost Stories. And this little hiatus that we're on from actual episodes will be over soon. I know you guys have probably caught on by now that we haven't had like a numbered episode, but we'll be back in the regular swing of things after our listeners submitted ghost stories. So we will back with be back with the regular episodes that you love. You know, two years straight of producing a documentary every single week, twice a week has, you know, taken its toll. But, you know, after uh, the new year, we're going to jump right back into it. So don't worry. We'll be back with regularly scheduled episodes as usual, but still live on Tuesday. Thank you guys for hanging on on Friday. We will catch you next time for another episode of Hometown Ghost Stories. 